Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, stand by for Buzz here in just one second. But first, Deborah's home was stolen. I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean, scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls home title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. This story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to her home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned it. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah also says she was evicted from her own home and 85 grand in equity was lost. Gone. Poof. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. Folks, this is why you need to get home title lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't know it. Then sign up to help protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. And to get you started, I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. First of all, I gotta just say this. I mean, New Hampshire, this state's freaking crazy. <laughs> I realize it's the only state in the country without a mandatory seatbelt law. You take that live free or die thing, we'll do friggin' serious. <laughs> Right, all the other states, Massachusetts and Maine, they have to put up signs when you go from New Hampshire into them so you know what's illegal. Right, it's like, buckle up here, everybody, right on the main bridge, no excuses. Fireworks are illegal. Right, New Hampshire's got fireworks, no seatbelts, no sales tax, it's like Mexico, people go running across the border. Portsmouth's like Tijuana. Like, you know, May is like, don't drink and drive. We have a tough drunk driving law for your safety. You come in New Hampshire, the first thing you see is a liquor store on every highway. And it's the size of an outlet mall. It's like a big party. You go to the toll booth, you pay your cover, you're in for the night. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is 
Tuesday, February 11, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's the greatest damn soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,118 of the Trump crisis, 266 days until the 2020 presidential election, and oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend Buzz. Hi, Buzz Burbank. Hey, 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 hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. It's great to be back. Uh, I think I'm maybe a little less bitter than I was last week, so... <laughs> Okay. Hey, anyway, he, he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and I'm the one standing on a box for this debate. I, need, <laughs> I am I am of low to medium height. Um, hey, by the way, thank you, uh, Bob. Always a nice uh, spread backstage at the craft table. I want to thank you for that. Every week, uh, the caterers, uh, Bob's caterers, lay out all this wonderful food backstage. <laughs> and sadly, sadly, I couldn't eat anything this week. I still have indigestion from that prayer breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, about halfway through today's show, uh, Eminem will be here to perform for no apparent reason. <laughs> I know, I saw that. Oh, Not my up God. for any award. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't know what happened. Uh, had the TV on the other night. I uh, may have dozed off, uh, maybe half asleep at the time. I would swear that at one point I saw this cartoon on TV. Uh, it was uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, yeah. and they were arguing. Uh, about whether it's Buttigieg season or Sanders season. <laughs> I love Fender, that one. It's Sanders season. <laughs> uh, classic. Maybe maybe you maybe you heard maybe you heard this news. Uh, the Trump administration is giving a half million dollar grant. This is true. A half million dollar grant uh, to a group called Hookers for Jesus. It's my favorite group. Every year, all my money Hook, goes to Hook, Hookers for Jesus. Hookers, Hookers for Jesus. <laughs> the group is now telling Trump officials to just. Leave the money on the nightstand. How they get their how they get their grant money? Yeah, perfect, perfect. You know, uh, hookers for Jesus way better than Trumpers for Jesus. I think that's yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. You, you, you they run an interesting place. They run a shelter yeah. uh, for women who have been sex trafficked, and this is a, a good cause that we can all agree on. It's sort of how they do it, and yeah. it's. Uh, a little cultish. Uh, it's a little weird. Uh, there, I mean, uh, seriously, they have mandatory Bible study, mm-hmm. uh, and and even and there's a Catholic charity that got denied money in this in, in these grants this year. Yeah, uh, very highly rated uh, charity in Phoenix. They they didn't get the money. They don't make people go to Bible study, but Hookers for Jesus does. Yeah, yeah. So wel- welcome, welcome to 2020. Yes, that's right. Well, I mean, at least they're doing something positive for victims yeah. here. That's that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, the employees, and this is the great thing about it, a whistleblower complaint has been filed. I, I don't want to get us too far afield here, but yeah. a whistleblower complaint's been filed because the Department of Justice has given grants to Hookers for Jesus and one other group that are lower-rated charities than uh, the ones who've been around longer and who have higher ratings. Mm. Uh, and and the Catholic Charities of Phoenix is one of them, and uh, there's a, a Latino group uh, also that, that, that ran one. They got cut out this year because they opposed Trump's immigration policies. <laughs> and so it's it's about revenge, which I assume we'll be talking about some today. Oh, God, um, yeah, yeah. Trump, tr- Trump retribution. Mm-hmm. But uh, so a whistleblower complaint's been filed, but this time it's not one person. Yeah. This time it's the union representing all of the Justice Department employees. Jesus, and and yeah. they, have, they have filed a whistleblower. They've risen mm-hmm. up and filed this whistleblower c- complaint about, hey, 
this is weird. This looks political. Mm-hmm. This was not made by career professionals, this yeah. decision. And uh, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, it, it, I would have been remiss if I hadn't mentioned uh, Hookers for Jesus. <laughs> hookers for Jesus. Hey, there's no better way to start a show than a reference to Hookers for Jesus. That's the perfect I think we're set. I think we're set. Open. Hey, let's do this, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there's news here. If you have any doubt, it's going to take him out. It already happened, Tiny Trump. Don't forget this yeah. fact. He's just a lying sack, Ukraine. Well, the impeachment trial's over, but the news continues. Um, oh, yeah. Bill Barr, uh, you're mentioning DOJ. Bill Barr continues to be one of Trump's henchmen on the Ukraine plot to cheat in the election. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said here the other day, uh, we had established an intake process in the field so that any information coming in about Ukraine could be carefully scrutinized by the department and its intelligence community partners so that we could assess its provenance and its credibility. And that is true for all information that comes to the department relating to Ukraine, including anything Mr. Giuliani might provide. He keeps lying, he keeps lying. You know... <laughs> Welcome to 2020. I mean, yeah. this is, the, and, and again, not to get us too far afield, but this is the same Bill Barr who made news just before we went on the air today mm-hmm. uh, that uh, he was stepping in to reduce the sentencing recommendation for Roger Stone. Yeah. Uh, the prosecutors, the pros in that department, recommended uh, recommending to the judge seven to nine years right. for, for uh, Stone's lying to Congress and witness tampering, mm-hmm. serious federal felonies. Uh, seven counts, guilty on all seven counts, uh, found already. Yeah. Uh, and and now uh, Bill Barr, again, being Trump's henchman, as you said, right. is step, stepping in to, uh, you know, to, to thwart this process. Ultimately, it'll be up to the judge. But, uh, man, there is nothing this guy, Bill Barr, won't do. I'm changing his name to Bill Barr. Bill Barr, just <laughs> B-I-L-B-A-R, Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Uh, Bill, there's nothing Bill Barr won't do. Uh, to to please the boss, and you know they they say oh there's been no communication about this between the Justice Department and the White House. Uh, there didn't have to be. Trump yeah. has the bat signal. That's Trump, right. Trump 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 tweeted uh, disgraceful. Uh, this cannot stand. I will not allow this. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, uh, the, uh, miscarriage of uh, justice. And so uh, you know uh, Barr looked out his window, rolled rolled over in bed, and saw the bat signal, and. Uh, <laughs> immediately responded by yeah. saying, oh, no, 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 it's not going to be anything like that. Now, the great thing is, is Bill Barr has made Trump happy by saying this, by intervening, by yeah. lowering the, the rate. But the judge can still do whatever she wants. That's right. That's right. And hopefully she will. Uh, we're talking about uh, what, Amy Murba Jackson. Is that uh, yes. who the judge is? Okay. Yes. Right. And th- this all started um, first because, as you said, the DOJ handed down its recommendation for sentencing for Roger Stone. Right. And then Donald right. Trump jumps in and says, this is a horrible and very unfortunate fair situation the real crimes were on the other side as nothing sure. happens to them cannot allow this miscarriage of justice right more you can't let that happen to me. more whining and you know what i swear to god if another rich white guy <laughs> starts whining again about how unfair the world is to them I, I said this on twitter and i stand by this statement i am going to order them a lifetime supply or at least a year's supply of Diapers. There's got to be like an Uber for diapers service out there, right? Well, I'm going to sign them up 
and have diapers delivered to wherever they are, even if that means having a... You think the Secret Service will be okay if I send a year's worth of diapers to the White House? <laughs> you think they'll enjoy that? Hey, why Why would they misinterpret that? I'm just, you know, I'm just so sick of everything is unfair. Everything is so unfair. And it's not just Donald Trump. It's a lot of people surrounding Donald Trump, too. It's Fox News Channel. Just all these uh, entitled white guys. Just, oh my God, when will the world get its boot off of my neck i mean after donald trump leaves office it, again the whining has got to be one of those things that we bottle up and and make completely unacceptable at least from people who have really nothing to be whining about like donald trump I mean, the only thing he has to whine about is his own fucking incompetence getting him into trouble constantly i mean he what wants if to, we yeah what if we got what if we got you a billionaire who doesn't whine <laughs> It just happened to be in the news. I thought I'd mention (laughs) anything is better than a billion. I mean, a billionaire. Donald Trump claims, of course, he's not really worth this, but he claims to be worth nine billion dollars, which is a gigantic whopper lie. But the fact is that he's still, oh, my God, why, oh, why? Why, oh, why is the world so cruel and mean to me? Oh, my God. You know, maybe Sally Struthers needs to visit the White House. (laughs) Please. Won't you help? <laughs> yeah, so, the, I mean, the other thing about Bill Barr is uh-huh. uh, on top of now caving to Donald Trump's tweet by saying that, oh, yeah, no, that was too extreme, the uh, sentencing recommendation for Roger Stone. Right. We're not going to go that far. We're going to roll that back because Donald Trump's pissed off and whining on Twitter. Well, this other thing about uh, Ukraine and accepting information from Rudy Giuliani, I mean, this is a huge yes. violation of process, not only for DOJ, <laughs> but for the American government in general, yeah. to be getting information from one of the president's private lawyers who is out there picking up wild conspiracy theories and sending nonsense back to Donald Trump and the Donald Trump campaign. Bob, yep. Bob, it's been my experience that <laughs> yes. in the... Trump administration, when there's evidence of criminality or wrongdoing, mm. it's always immediately addressed and the appropriate parties are punished appropriately. That's right. So uh, I have no, because that has always been the right. case with the Trump administration, I have no doubt that that will be the case here. Great respect for the rule of law from Trump. That's what, we, uh, yeah. that's what we're, we've been experiencing and, over the last three years. It's been great, hasn't it? And he's eroding it in all of us. <laughs> right. That's the tragic part. I mean, that's sort of the irony of that humor is that, is that uh, it's, it's being eroded in all of us. And uh, th- these are some of the longer-term effects mm. of, of what we're experiencing here. Did you, did you notice that Bill Barr was doing the Dick Cheney thing again? We, we, we learned, yeah. Well, but did I say Bob Barr? Did I, what do I No, you, no, no, no. I'm just, oh, I'm yeah, on my, right. I'm on the bill. I'm on the Bill Barr kick. That's right. well, I, I picture a little elephant, you know, named Bill Barr. <laughs> See, when you went to Bill Barr, I went to Bilbo. And yes, I was thinking like, oh, exactly. B- Bill Barr Bagman. Maybe something like that would work <laughs> oh, for Bill oh, Barr. See. Yeah. yeah. See, no, I was thinking of a cute little elephant. <laughs> okay. Well, see, that's a little better. The thing with Bill Barr is 
He does the Dick Cheney thing. If we, if you saw yes. the movie Vice, they take yes. a little time to note <laughs> and observe how Dick Cheney can make the most crazy outlandish ideas seem rational and reasoned. And that's right. what Bill Barr constantly is doing. Hey, Tries to do. He's yeah. not as good as Cheney, but that's, that's the track he's on, yes. That's exactly how he ended up getting confirmed by the Senate, because he was sitting there saying crazy shit in that completely reasonable tone of voice. Calm, yeah, yeah. calm thoughtful. <laughs> But like Prophes- the, professorial exactly in the movie vice uh they've got uh, christian bale doing the uh, performing as dick cheney uh yes. and and talking Great. about how they should all step out of the white house lawn and do a puppet show with their penises but he's doing it in the dick cheney calm mild-mannered voice so everyone's like slow yeah low yeah key. like gerald ford goes hey you know what this is a great idea i think we should try this idea just <laughs> This is because it was delivered that way. And I think to a certain extent, Bill Barr is lulling people into a false sense of security. Well, you know, some people. Some people. And, and it, but again, I think some of this is just to please Trump. Yeah. Uh, Bill Barr has no ultimate control over what the sentence is. Mm-hmm. He can control the sentencing recommendation, and that can affect a judge's decision. But do you think this judge is blind, man? Yeah. Do you think she, she hasn't seen what has gone before? Do you think she didn't get a paper that said, they were asking uh, for seven to nine years for this guy. And do you think she won't find it suspicious no. that Bill Barr would say, no, that's too much. We're going to ask for less. W- which one do you think she's going to pay attention to? <laughs> Jesus. Time? So so as a gambit, it doesn't work mm-hmm. as a political strategy, as looking good to Trump and to Trump's base. This is what Bill Barr the elephant had to do. (laughs) Yeah, see, in this case with uh, Ukraine, he's basically saying, hey, you know what? We're going to accept all of this Russian propaganda. Everything that Russia is developing as far as screwing up Western democracies. We're just going to take all that information. Give it to me. I want to see all this stuff. And from... Yeah, yeah from, Ru- from Rudy, who's under Rudy. federal investigation. Right. I, I thought you were going to say from Rudy, who is under the influence of a wide variety of single well, malt beverages. <laughs> that, that's true, yeah. but it's. It, I'm starting to think everybody in the administration's on something. But I mean, then Bill Barr says it like this. He says this crazy fucked up thing like exactly like this. And that is true for all information that comes to the department relating to the Ukraine, including anything Mr. Giuliani might provide. Right. And everyone goes, right. yeah, oh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Because you want to have a direct funnel from a man who's under federal criminal investigation. You want to have a direct funnel from him right to the attorney general. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. Fox News Channel all sitting around going, now that's a serious man. Now that's a guy who's yeah, that really, guy. Look at him. He knows. Look he, at him. He knows his shit. Look at that chubby man with the round glasses. He knows what he's talking about. You know the best comparison. I think I mean, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people from pop culture who Bill Barr looks like, but the best one is that baby from Dinosaurs. Which did, did <laughs> yes, you, yeah. Oh, I loved that show. Yes, I know. I was thinking of that. I'm I'm the Bill Barr. Gotta love me. That's right. And you know, um, Buzz, a, a while back. I wheeled out something that I thought was a lot of fun. This is early yeah. on in the Trump administration. It was the uh, the Imperial March as played yes. by, like, oh. circus calliopes. This thing, yeah. Well, who knew how prophetic I would be with this thing? Because yeah. now we actually have, uh, like, a real-life Death Star. 
And and that's what Republican operatives are actually calling this office space in Roslyn, Virginia, being occupied by the Trump campaign and Brad Parscale, where they are launching a $1 billion disinformation campaign. It is described by McKay Coppins in The Atlantic as the most extensive disinformation campaign in U.S. history. That's the exact quote. And it's basically a weaponized domestic version of what we saw from the Internet Research Agency in St. Petersburg, Russia. They've learned well. They've learned well from Russia. And with Brad Parscale running this thing, he's the sort of Internet whiz. He started out with them. I mean, he he had various flirtations with the Trump campaign and an admirer for some time. But his first real gig with them was the the website or the part of the campaign website that sold hats. Right. He started out. He started out selling hats, and now uh, he 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 killed all the others and is now uh, in charge of of the campaign of the Trump campaign twenty twenty. Yeah. and and worked his way to the top somehow, uh, and uh, because he's very clever, he he actually helped Trump uh, to a large degree in the 2016 campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, yeah, the, people have no idea. I want to underscore what you're saying and where you're going with this by saying people have no idea how widespread this operation, this billion dollar operation, is. Yeah. How how many directions it reaches, how far it reaches, how many people it reaches, mm-hmm. and what it and what it knows about you. Mm-hmm. And this is not some conspiracy theory. Nope. Uh, this this is all backed up by some very reliable reporting, complete with numbers. Uh, you go, man. Tell tell them what you you wanted to tell them about this Republican Death Star. Yeah. Well, uh, this is something that's not going to be starting this summer or is underway any day now. This thing is underway now. I, yes. They are already yeah. operating. In fact, McKay Coppins, the uh, the reporter who wrote up this piece for The Atlantic, really, it's a stop the presses kind of moment for this entire election cycle. It yes. makes, makes all the other Jenga pieces in this entire election season seem smaller and less significant by comparison, given the gigantic scope of what exactly it is they're doing already as i was saying mckay coppins signed up and created a um, like an alternative facebook uh presence for himself right. just to experiment right. with signed up for the the trump campaign's facebook page signed up for a bunch of pro-trump facebook pages and is now being inundated by all of these advertisements propaganda manufactured uh-huh. by the trump campaign and the rnc which is now basically one entity and so the way they're doing this is by micro-targeting every voter in the United States who happens to be obviously registered to vote, but also on Facebook, of course, also on social media. They have collected 3,000, around 3,000 data points on average on every voter in America. That's, that's you and you and you and you and me and him. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's everybody. Uh, they have, uh, on an average of 3,000 data points, they know your gender, your sexuality, where your house is located. Yeah. Uh, they know what your interests are. Uh, it's it's frightening. And, and mm-hmm. uh, they do this. Uh, Parscale helped Trump in 2016 with, with targeting. He, he targeted uh, African Americans, white liberals, and young women. And his main effort was to discourage them from voting, to basically finding ways for them to conclude mm. that there was no reason to vote. And remember when everyone was losing their spadoinkle about the NSA and the uh, revelations from Edward Snowden and Glenn right, Greenwald and right. those guys? This is way worse. This is uh, weaponized 
agitprop directed at American voters and not in a way, because admittedly, there's been micro-targeting operations in the past. I think Barack Obama in 2012 had a micro-targeting operation, but it wasn't backed by lies and deception and intentional manipulation of people. They even have a fake website. They're not even websites. They they post these fake news articles. Yeah. Uh, and this is done domestically. This is what the Russians had done. This is what Brad Parscale and the 2020 Trump campaign are doing now, is placing a false ads, which Facebook welcomes, by the way. Right. Come on in if you've got a false political Jesus. ad. We're happy to take your money here. Uh, now they've been making these ads. Uh, they're not really ads. They look like newspaper articles from uh, something called, uh, for example, the Arizona Monitor. Right. Well, that that sounds credible. There is no freaking Arizona Monitor. It does I not know. exist. And and in those articles about very real things uh, are it, it's written in a way and and uh, you know twisted in a way to shape the thinking of voters. That's and, right. They spread this through ads and through fake news posts and uh, spread it far and wide. The numbers are mind-boggling. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is a feature of authoritarian regimes throughout yes. uh, the history of civilization. This is the kind of thing that they do because what happens is if you start to devalue facts and reality if you take journalism and you attack it, put it in a on way par. yeah or put it on par with yeah right news, you reduce yeah. it down to being the same level right. as disinformation then right. if everything is disinformation then nothing is and so therefore you can pollute the minds of receptive people with all varieties of nonsense and horseshit and that's exactly yeah. what is being done here i mean finance to the tune of one billion dollars imagine what the trump yeah imagine the geyser of lies from the 2016 trump campaign now imagine that shoestring operation amplified yeah amplified by a billion dollars that is what's going on as you said they're exploiting these loopholes that mark zuckerberg i think has deliberately set up on facebook i think they they are um exploiting yeah the continued naivete of a lot of people who don't take the time to examine where those facebook posts are coming from where everybody please Please, please be be careful. It's so easy for any of us, as smart as we are, as smart as we think we are, it's very easy for us to fall into this trap. Yeah. Be as careful with online posts as you are with uh, emails that you suspect to be phishing. Yeah. Uh, shop carefully. Uh, be a smart consumer of mm-hmm. social media. Be a smart consumer of all media. But but vet these news. You know, always ask yourself where is this story from? Yeah. And yeah, Bob, you've nailed it. And uh, McKay Coppins, uh, writing for the Atlantic, uh, uh, certainly this was his point. Is uh, the lines of reality have been blurred here? That this election, he says, is a uh, is really a battle between truth and reality stolen from his article. And I plan to repeat this in my news on Thursday because this never gets old. Yeah. As the president told one of his crowd of red hats in 2018, remember what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. That's right. Or, or as a political historian once put it, the most successful totalian leaders warned people or wanted people rather to quote, think everything was possible and that nothing was true. That's right. That's right. Everything is possible. Anything is possible. Uh, Hunter Biden could be corrupt. 
and nothing is true. Yeah, well, one of the things they're doing on top of all of this, on top of actually injecting false information, I mean, absolute made-up horseshit and conspiracy right. theories into your timeline, on top of that, what they're doing is they're going after journalists, and whether that's cable news people, online people, local uh-huh. newscasters, doxing uh-huh. them, intimidating them, trying to silence them, at least when it comes to publishing anything that's critical of Donald Trump. That's part of the selling T-shirts that say rope tree journalist, some assembly required. God, God. But I mean, the other side of this is very revealing. And certainly the fact that Donald Trump tried to uh, exploit uh, military aid to Ukraine in order to cheat in the election. This is another indication that Donald Trump is a weak incumbent. That he, yes. he oh. yeah. That he, I mean, he requires this billion-dollar infrastructure of disinformation in order yes. to prop him up. It's it's like with it's, his with his hair and his clown makeup and his baggy sloppy suits. He, it, these are all things that are meant to add a patina of legitimacy to a gigantically <laughs> illegitimate Funny. president. It's all fake. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> everything right. he does, everything he does is to cheat. Yeah. It, it, at least it seems that way. There's a certain uh, high average of it uh, that everything is for the purpose of cheating. Mm-hmm. I, I, you can look at any story in the news and go, well, uh, that's cheating. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's cheating. That's also cheating. <laughs> right. And, and, and th- this is certainly that as well. They will cheat everywhere they can, which is why you and I and others have been saying we, we have to have a a crazy big turnout this year. Mm-hmm. We got to make it a party. We got to we we have to get people who wouldn't normally vote, who are discouraged from voting. We we have to get people to vote. I I have somebody I'm working on. Yeah. Uh and 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 hopefully I can help others and and hopefully everybody listening can too. Yeah. Uh, but we have to because we've already got a healthy lead. Every single democratic candidate at, at the, in the top, uh, what is it, uh, top 10, maybe top 8. Yeah. Uh, all of those candidates can beat, uh, according to the latest conservative Quinnipiac poll, can beat Donald Trump, and, and the top four can beat him by six to nine points. Those are very healthy trouncings, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Five or less makes me nervous, mm-hmm. uh, but you know what would really be good? Give me 11%. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Give me 12%. Let's get it a little higher. So that's why it's so important. And, you know, as I've also said before, he motivates us every freaking day. Every day he does something or Barr does something on his behalf that that pisses us off to the point where we can't wait to vote him out. That's right. And, and, and in order to overcome all this cheating that you're mm-hmm. talking about, the numbers uh, in that turnout have to be overwhelming. I mean, th- there's really no excuse, Buzz, for going into this blindly uh, with eyes closed. We know I, what they're doing. We have a right. sense. They've let their battle plans slip out like the Confederates before Antietam or like the Empire uh, at the end of Rogue <laughs> One. The, yeah. We know the plan. We know the plot. We know where it's located. We know uh, how they plan to roll this out. We know that they're targeting Facebook. We know that they're targeting every single voter in the United States with some form of agitprop to get us to either stay home or to vote against the Democrats. And that is the plan. So there's no excuse for, oh my God, this came out of left. How did they ever do that? That's insane. Because I know for a fact that if 
the horrible worst case scenario actually occurs on November 3rd, there will be people on cable news going, wow, did this happen? I mean, who knew? And then if you say, well, this is a gigantic $1 billion disinformation campaign, they'll go, no, that's conspiratorial talking. That's nonsense. It had to be because the Democrats didn't go to Wisconsin or some other thing. No, this is this is how they're doing it. This is how they're propping up this illegitimate, impotent uh, president by all of these artificial means, all of these illegitimate means, because they know how weak he is. And they know that he ah, has dug yes. a hole for himself politically, that they need all of these different mechanisms to drag him out of that hole. And, and that's why he's calling the Democrats weak. Yeah. He's, 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 he, as always, he's saying, I'm not, you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, that's why he's using the word weak yeah. to describe the Democrats, because the number prove that he is the one who is weak mm-hmm. and 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 again you know we we have to really capitalize on that in a, in a serious fashion well it's the start of a new year and that means it's yeah. a perfect time to think about making your home more attractive making yourself more comfortable. Brooklinen.com has over 50,000 five-star reviews for its luxurious and affordable bedding. I'm one of the half million people who spends my nights insanely comfortable here in the refrigerator thanks to Brooklinen's affordable, high-quality sheets. You know, whenever we have our Brooklinen sheets in the rotation, when we change our bed sheets, I get into bed and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have a fantastic night's sleep tonight thanks to Brooklinen. But when it's not Brooklinen, Lennon. I'm kind of like the princess and the pea. I'm like, what the hell is this cardboard I'm sleeping in? <laughs> it might be one o'clock in the morning, but we're changing the bedding to our favorite Brooklinen sheets. For bedding, towels, robes, bath mats, shower curtains, loungewear, and more, Brooklinen meets quality and comfort backed by great customer service. You like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax? Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to hit refresh in the new year. Go on. Make yourself comfortable. Brooklyn is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, towels come with a lifetime warranty. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all new sheets when you use the promo code BOBC only at brooklinen.com. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com. And use the promo code BOBC. Link in the description under this show at bobseska.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Okay, let's talk about Plexiderm here. Now, imagine this Valentine's Day story is all about you. And it's all about you, isn't it? You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in just about 10 minutes. Glancing in the mirror, you notice, oh my God, wrinkles and large under-eye bags staring right back at you. So you rummage through your bag thinking, geez, where's my secret weapon? And there it is right there waiting for you. Plexiderm. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and bam, two minutes later, you start seeing the under eye bags and wrinkles disappearing in front of your eyes. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you can give yourself. Go to triplexiderm.com, use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code Voices. The Bob Seska Show. 
favorites this is michael mcdermott yep the next springsteen right here this guy song is called god help us from his out from under album managed by the great mike farley i understand uh you're a big mike farley fan now buzz he i am he brings his great music uh you know so often on your show and now i'm like a fanboy uh he he was kind (laughs) enough he was kind enough to write and uh, offer me links to his music, and yeah. darned if he's not on Spotify. And so what I would recommend to your listeners is anytime you hear an artist on Bob's show that you like, uh, give them a search on Spotify. They might be there, they might not, but it's worth looking. And and so now I'm following and liking uh, Mike Farley's music, and, and he keeps bringing us and bringing you great artists like this. Yeah, oh, my God. Michael McDermott. We're going to have Michael McDermott on the Wednesday show here in the Good. next uh, oh, month nice. or two, somewhere in that uh, vicinity. Uh, he's got a new album coming out. It's very political. In fact, I just heard uh, one of the new songs off of Michael McDermott's oh. new album. It's got a, <laughs> uh, it's got a serious uh, Dylan vibe to it. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to that. And it's it's like if Dylan, if Dylan could rock. That's that's what yeah. this is like. Or sing. Yeah. Or sing. <laughs> I mean, I don't no, Dylan, I, I don't take anything away from Dylan. I got to meet Bob Dylan. I, I you know, it I, I don't take anything away from him. And and he's absolutely a, a, one of our most cherished poets. Yeah. But that's right. uh uh not the best voice. BobSeska.com slash music. If you want to submit your songs, submit your band, and I underscore your, please only submit your music, not someone else's music. And we thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, and by the way, I want to add, uh, because McDermott has made this decision to uh, go political on his next album, and he'll be talking about that on your show. Yeah. Uh, you know, artists uh, more and more are, are saying, and, and for that matter, media outlets are saying more and more, what the heck, let's just take a stand. Yeah, uh, Larry David uh, went viral this week. A little <laughs> yeah. video of him, uh, you know, nearly cutting off a motorcyclist or bumping him, coming very close. It was, you know, he was being an idiot, uh, and and the motorcyclist was pissed off and uh, circled around and was chasing, and to protect himself from being killed by this biker, uh, he Larry David puts on his "Make America Great Again" hat. Yeah, and suddenly all is well. The thug is is satisfied. Everybody's happy. Sees he's among friends, and he goes about his business. And this clip has gone viral. <laughs> I just saw an interview clip today uh, with Larry David. When he was asking, he said, "You know, uh, there may be people who enjoy your show who uh, also like uh, Trump and uh, don't find that joke funny." <laughs> and uh, I, the, the interviewer says, "Are you worried you might alienate them?" And Larry David says, "Alienate away." <laughs> Ah, perfect. I love that. <laughs> so at a certain point, and you see more and more of this in media, people just stop caring and start uh, blurting out their feelings. <laughs> That's right. Now, the, the clip is great, and why Donald Trump would tweet that out. He tweeted out, tough guys for Trump, is what Trump yes, said, yeah, with this video underneath of it. 
But I mean, I, I love uh, Seth Maskett's uh, response to this. He's a guy. He's I think he uh, yeah. contributes to Five Thirty Eight. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said here, imagine thinking an old Jew using your name to lie out of getting beaten up by a Nazi biker speaks well of you, and that's <laughs> I, that is perfect. That is a perfect way. Donald Trump doesn't understand anything. No. And he's such a colossal weirdo. I underscore colossal in that he equation. Nothing about nothing. I've always said that. My God, does he doesn't understand anything that's happening that's around right. him. It is amazing to behold. Uh, okay, so continuing on here. You know what? We've got the New Hampshire primary tonight, but there's nothing to say about it because by the time you hear this show, it'll probably be over. So I'm not yeah. going to really... Or not. You <laughs> yeah, just don't know. <laughs> no, I... I, I forgot it's gonna, about that. It's, it's, it's going to be fine, and... And I think we called it, you know, when we said it'll probably be uh, around the time of the New Hampshire primary that yeah. we'd stop talking about the Iowa caucus. And, <laughs> right. and as it turns out, I had, uh, my prediction was correct. They were able to stretch out that story uh, all the way up to the New Hampshire primary. Yeah. Uh, but these these polls that, that, that came out uh, from Quinnipiac uh, are, are fascinating. And it's interesting to see, to see where the candidates are coming along. Uh, was it uh, Dixville Notch, the first town to vote? What do they have, like a dozen people or fewer <laughs> in their town? Uh, this is great because although Michael Bloomberg was not on either the Republican ballot or the Democratic ballot, he won both primaries yeah. in that town, in mm-hmm. that town. Interesting. Uh, but, but, but elsewhere, you are seeing him coming on stronger. You're seeing Klobuchar coming on stronger. You're seeing uh, Biden and, and Warren fade for whatever reasons. Uh, and, and nothing is permanent. Nothing's set in stone. The horses are still running. Uh, yep. So you, you can't call the race yet. But uh, it, it's interesting to see how things are shifting yep. somewhat. We're in an age when everything is so abnormal, I love hearing about Dixville Notch. Not only yeah. because it sounds like a euphemism for someone's genitals, uh, but it also it's also classic uh, politics in the United States. It's one of those things that happens every four years, and you have to embrace it because it is one of those traditions, and I, I well, love it so. Well, y- y- you know the play uh, Our Town by Thornton Wilder, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. plays ever, of course. And Dixville Notch sounds like a, a town nearby in the porn version. <laughs> That's right. Um, meanwhile, shit, talk about abnormal. Uh, Trump's dictatorship flag is continuing to fly here. And oh, I, I don't say that lightly. I think we no. are getting a, a real dose of dictator-adjacent Donald Trump. I mean, it may uh-huh. not even be adjacent anymore. He may be in that dictatorship territory. Yeah, it sure feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yesterday he, he said that he, he, he'd like to model American criminal law on drug dealing mm-hmm. on authoritarian systems like China where dealers are executed. He said, countries with a powerful death penalty with a fair but quick trial, they have very little, if any, drug problem. That includes China. China! And so, you know, this basically means that Trump wants to start summarily executing drug dealers in the United States. And that is... Well, he loves the violence, not personally. He doesn't want to be involved in it. He's not fit for it. But otherwise, he enjoys... (laughs) He likes violent movies. Uh, he likes he likes a tough military. He likes uh, you know to protect uh, uh, 
Marines who uh, violated their oath and abused their troops mm-hmm. uh, and lied about it. Uh, he, he, you know, he, anything that gives that sort of image of toughness, he affiliates himself with those things because he isn't those things and he's weak and he needs that strength. Well, the irony here is that this is the same guy who wanted to promote Ronnie Jackson, the alleged drug dealer in the white house who was giving uh, uh handing out meds in the white house, like he, Skittles. Right. <laughs> he exactly. To, why, promote, why yeah. do you think he wanted to keep him? Well, he also wanted to promote this guy to veterans affairs for God's sake. Sure. And I also noticed in the video of Trump talking about how he wants to institute the death penalty for drug dealers with this. Oh, yes, this quick but fair trial, right? Sure. Uh, Quick but fair. Yeah. He seems that. Just like it says in the Constitution. (laughs) Exactly. He did this kind of disappointed shrug when he mentioned that the United States isn't ready to summarily execute drug dealers like. Oh, of course. Like China does. China. China. He wants to mete out justice by tweet, just as he's attempting to do with Roger Stone. Yeah. Uh, the sentencing recommendation is in. Uh, the, the king says, no, that's too much. Uh, the serfs immediately adjust it, and uh, we go from there. Uh, he's, I mean, this is in that same vein, is it not? He, he wants to run everything because he believes he can run mm-hmm. everything. And meanwhile, we're now up to, what's the number now, 109 <laughs> soldiers yes, who yes, now have yes. been diagnosed with headaches? Uh, Oh, yeah, more than that. And uh, what, uh, 20 have been shipped back to the United States for treatment because they needed more uh, serious, uh, more sincere uh, treatment than than they were getting in Germany Mm -hmm. uh, when they had been shipped off to there. Uh, Remember, it started at zero, went to 11, then it was 34, then it was 50. Uh, There may have been a number in between, but the next thing we woke up, it was 109. This started started with uh, no Americans were harmed, said Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know the injuries were minor, uh, just headaches. That's all. Yes, that's why they've been shipped back to the United States. Uh, so many of them, not not all of them, My obviously. God. But uh, this is and and obviously you know I, after chaos, it's going to take a while to get the exact numbers. But this has been a long while, and this has been a. a a creep upward in these numbers. All right. Well, we're going to come back and talk about, oh my God, the CPAC business is getting uh, r- really insane, especially when it comes to uh, Mitt Romney. We're going to have that more right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman owned small business proudly creating our vegan friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska!
Yeah, this is uh, my friend Freak Bass featuring Eddie Roberts, Rico Lewis, Sky White, and Sammy Garrett. The song is called Knuckle Sandwich from All the Way This, All the Way That. It's a brand new Freak Bass album on tour right now. Links in the description for uh, following everything that Freak Bass is up to these days. All right. Yeah, I miss I miss the funk. It's good to hear the funk again. Yeah, and it's not just any funk. This is Ohio funk. Oh well, that's the best kind, as we all know. Uh, that's a, <laughs> I mean, Freak Base describes Ohio funk as having its own sound, and I would agree. Lots of yeah. down, downbeat boom, like the, the, hitting those downbeats, boom. I really, really love it. Really respond to that stuff, and of course, I uh, I like to play I like to play bass once in a while. So maybe we can jam sometime. I play ukulele. All right, we'll have a bass and ukulele. <laughs> we'll put together a bass and ukulele band, right? What? That's I'm sure that I'm sure that'll be fine. Mike Farley <laughs> will be calling. <laughs> That's right, Mike. Mike, get ready. Uh, okay, so I saw a great idea on Twitter. Uh, today, this morning, in fact, it was retweeted by Rick Wilson. And it's from someone who calls himself misplaced sidekick. I have no idea who this is, but he had a great suggestion for Mike Bloomberg. He said, I think that Mike Bloomberg should purchase all of Trump's debts and then call the loans. Take everything. <laughs> I we, love are, are we going to are we going to talk a little bit about Bloomberg here? Because there's I think there's a lot of there are a lot of interesting aspects to this whole thing. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's very, uh, you know, I mean, he made me laugh when a reporter asked him, uh, how do you feel about uh, two, two billionaires being in the race uh, if it comes to that? And he said, uh, who's the other one? <laughs> which, which, how can you not kind of like that? Exactly. Exactly. How can you not? You know, and yes, I know. And at the same time, I'm torn. I know a lot of Democrats have uh, even stronger feelings. But uh, this guy's a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so here we are embracing a billionaire after, uh, you know, it, it just, it feels wrong on some. And then, and then you turn that around and you find out that uh, Bloomberg has already pledged to if and when he drops out of the race or the, the, the nominee is chosen, that from that point through the election, his campaign staffers will continue to be paid to join and help and work for whoever is the nominee. That's right. And so th- this is a very, uh, ma- and and half the time, I wonder how serious he is about running in the first place. He may just want to take these uh, stabs at Donald Trump. I mean, that may be the entire purpose. I mean, he certainly has the money to be able to do it, the, to be able to wow. run a campaign that isn't really a campaign. That's just nothing. But let's see if we control Donald Trump relentlessly here by spending whatever it is, $150 million or more than that. I, I forget the actual number. But all of that in advertising that is not just normal political advertising. I mean, every single one of these Bloomberg ads is a jab in one of Trump's Most crazy beady eyes. Yeah, it has it has turned that way. Yeah, he's spent over two hundred million uh, so far yeah. and uh, has unlimited resources. He can just go and go and go, and he doesn't care. And what's interesting about this is that while uh, the other Democratic candidates uh, snipe at each other and nip at each other's heels a little Mm -hmm. bit, which is only a natural part of the process, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's being capitalized uh, on by Trump and the Republicans. Well, while all that's going on, Bloomberg is pounding the public with these ads about uh, Donald Trump. Uh, One of the most effective ones that compares clips of Trump to clips of other presidents, including Ronald Reagan and George Bush, as well as Barack Obama, to, to remind everyone to drive it home and drive it hard 
uh, what a horrible, horrible person this yeah. president is. Well, you know, I'm still in this place where I'm I'm trying to find a way where I can say during a general election, yes, whoever this Democratic nominee happens yes. to be is going to defeat Donald Trump and, and it's going to be a decent president. And, you know, all the things that you kind of have to say in a general right. election scenario up against America's first real dictator. And so... Uh, there are lots of things that you can grapple onto, including his uh, position on guns, and he has spent a fortune yes. in the name of promoting gun safety and gun control measures and the like. Uh, the other thing is, with Mike Bloomberg on the downside, that he may need to do some major speech about is yes. stop and frisk, because there yes. is now a video going around of yes. a private closed door meeting and there were some things that were you know about stop and frisk that were a little bit questionable on the uh-huh. race side of things so yes, he's going to ha- i mean if he wants to be completely viable needs, uh, yeah he needs to, if he's ser- yeah if he's serious about running he needs to address that I, uh, you know and of course if you know of course that's wrong I mean, every every time somebody gets caught doing something wrong of course right. it's wrong but uh, we have to, it goes back to the purity test. It goes back to, that doesn't mean we should excuse it or forgive it. And he absolutely must address it if he yeah. is, in fact, serious about going all the way with this thing. Uh, I think if he won the nomination, he would be serious about it. I think right now he's running because maybe he will run and maybe he won't depending on how the the nominee shakes out. And I honest to god and again I, I don't have this particular insight obviously I'm a middle-aged white man but I do think that African American voters are poised to support on mass whoever the democratic candidate has, happens to be because I think uh we oh, all yeah. understand well. the dangers of Donald Trump but I think no one understands the dangers of Donald Trump more than some of the people who Trump will come for first. And I'm talking about Latino voters. I'm talking about African-American voters. African-American women in particular, who to me are the base of the Democratic Party. These are all people that Donald Trump is going to be gunning for, especially in a second term when the gloves come off. Yeah, it's time to uh, take a look at this public perception as well, that uh, Biden is the key to winning uh, the African-American vote. Um, not mm. so much lately. His numbers among African American voters are down, yeah, uh, down, down considerably. I mean, it's, it still is a good base, a strong base there, but it's not at all what it was. It's it's dropped significantly, yeah, and uh, that support is going to other candidates. So, uh, you know, again, just get a good seat, get some popcorn, enjoy the horse race. That's right, uh, and and know that some will pull ahead and some will. Uh, fall behind and some will break a leg apparently uh and again this is all stuff that if you're hearing this show it's probably after new hampshire probably we have a result already but the fact is that uh right after the returns come in right after the polls close i think the entire biden new hampshire operation is bugging out of new hampshire and heading directly for south carolina i think yeah they should yeah Yeah. i think i think south carolina is make or break for joe biden if he doesn't uh, it is yeah first or second in, in south Carolina, I think that's going to be it for the Biden campaign. Yeah, and and that'll be sad. Uh, and uh, but you know he's well, uh, it'll be sad. But it, it it seemed inevitable. I was a little surprised that uh, I understood why it was the front runner, and yet I was sort of surprised by it at the same time. Yeah. I am not proud of this fact, but I've said from the very beginning uh, of this race that I would vote for a toaster uh, <laughs> over 
Me too. I, I shouldn't be proud that I would vote for an appliance over Donald <laughs> Trump. But I should, that's not something to, to be proud about. But uh, that's how I felt. And so and so I would choose the toaster uh, over, say, Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. But yep. otherwise, uh, just about anybody... <laughs> Uh, who gets nominated? I'm I'm with. Yeah, me. I'd go with a hooker for Jesus over. Uh, oh, I don't know. Again, over they, Donald Trump. Forced <laughs> forced Bible study. I'm telling you. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Trump, man, did he commit uh, electoral suicide or potentially electoral si- suicide here by one day saying, "Hey, I'm not going to touch your Social Security or Medicare." We we heard oh, from yeah. Socialist Biff over the weekend where he right. said. Uh, we will not be touching your Social Security or Medicare in fiscal 2021 well, budget. Only the Democrats yeah. will destroy them by destroying our country's greatest ever economy. And that was your that was your first you know that that was your first clue, sucker. That's that should have been <laughs> when he said he wasn't. That means he would. Yes, exactly. Everything is opposite day with Donald Trump. And you just basically count on that. If he says something, well, the opposite must be true. Uh, and then he steps out and releases. This budget, which again, you want to talk about the rank incompetence inside this White House, where it's nothing but the goddamn Three Stooges trying to repair the plumbing inside the White House. Yeah, you ever see right. that one where the Three Stooges go into yes. this rich person's house and they have to fix the plumbing and Curly gets actually, he cages himself in with pipes and, and water and- Water comes out the electrical sockets, yes. <laughs> That's right. That's the White House staff. Because whoever decided yeah, to true. release this fiscal 2020 budget proposal uh, with well, drastic cuts to Social Security in an election year is just phenomenally dumb. No one does that. That never, ever I happens. Think I, I think exactly, you're right about that, yeah. but I think I know why. Okay. I think, there are two, I think there are two reasons. These are my theories. This is what I believe. Yeah. I think, for one thing, it was... Uh, Red, it, first of all, it's a campaign document. Yeah. It's not a real budget. He knows he's not going to get these things. It's not about that. It's about getting it out there among his supporters that he's cutting government handouts and increasing military spending. Well, that makes him that makes him a proud American uh, to other proud Americans. And so that it's it's partly that. And the other thing it is is what he believes is the art of the deal. And he, in fact, has worked this scam before the last time uh, they, they did a budget last year. Uh, he, he made out these outrageous proposals, and then he backed down from the cuts on social demands so long as they would let him have his money for the military, which is what this is all really about. My God, he's even going after disabled people. In this budget is Trump's budget proposal for 2020 yes. aims to have the amount to cut by 50 percent the amount of retroactive pay disabled persons can recover from uh, 12 months down to six months. Doing so would reduce uh, program outlays by three point six billion dollars between 2020 and 2024 and almost 10 billion on the dot in aggregate over the next decade. So this is not a lot of money. $3.6 billion is like pocket change for the federal government at the end of the day. But but another $12 billion to go to the moon. Yeah, right. But how many people are going to be screwed by having the amount of retroactive pay Uh, reduced from uh, uh, 12 months down to 
just six months. My God. I mean, talk about just stepping on everyone as he's crawling his way to re-election. That's what this guy's doing. I mean, he's desperate to get re-elected because I think he knows that if he doesn't get re-elected, he is going to prison. You are going to prison. I mean, yeah. that, that is what <laughs> Donald Trump has waiting for him yeah. when he steps out of the White House for the last time. I, you just, I, you know, it's of course it's terrifying. Of course you know this guy is capable of anything, but also know that this is red meat for the base and a negotiating yeah. ploy with Congress to get him his military money. And he really, I don't know how committed he is to these to these cuts. Yeah. It makes his it makes Republican lawmakers happy, some of it, although even they are unhappy about, say, the cuts he's proposed in the Agriculture Department right. and, and other departments that very seriously affect their states. So he's even getting Republican opposition. He knows nobody wants this budget. It's not about that. I, I think he even said, there's a quote somewhere, if I have it in front of me, uh... Uh, it's to the effect and nobody cares about the budget. Uh, right. Trump said that at, at Mar-a-Lago, I think on uh, one of uh, Lev or <laughs> Igor's tapes. But yeah, he's, right. yeah. He, he's even he's even cutting money to the uh, Children's Health Insurance Program, CHIP, which you've talked about so much. Oh my God, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, what he's counting on is that none of this information, whether it's cuts to CHIP or whether it's cuts mm -hmm. to Social Security or Medicare, none of that right. breaks through the Fox News firewall. So the Red Hats are not hearing this and he's certainly no. not talking about it during his rallies unless right. he accidentally blurts it like the fucking idiot that he is but the fact is that uh, essentially uh, it doesn't matter whether or not the red hats hear this because it's all about those swing voters and when swing voters and most of those swing voters tend to be older americans who do have social security as a concern in their lives yeah they are going to hear this and they are not going to be happy but and so then yeah. this is this this is a lot about kids too uh, right right uh, and and the, and their futures uh, we i mentioned the chip program uh the environmental protection agency gets cut by 27% under this proposal yeah. uh it, it, housing gets like a 9% cut $82 billion cut from the Nutrition Assistance Program. Children would suffer if this were to go into effect. And, and speaking of suffering, one last thing here before we wrap up the show today. Uh, yeah. the, the chair of CPAC. CPAC. We all know what CPAC is. It happens every year. It's yes, big, big... it's the thing. It's the device my dad wears over his face so he can <laughs> breathe at night. <laughs> That's right. The well, CPAC. Matt Schlapp, who you might know from his work ah. with Sinclair Media, Matt Schlapp has now warned that Mitt Romney could encounter physical harm uh -huh. if he decides to attend CPAC. I, God, I mean, it just, you know what? Obviously, this is completely untoward and ridiculous and, and you know, Trump threatening, Trump's people threatening uh, other Republicans with physical harm if they attend this goddamn freak show, uh, CPAC. Um, but on top of it, once again, the amount of heavy lifting that all of these other non-Trump, if you're not Donald Trump, you are in some way doing triage. You are some way uh, doing heavy lifting in order to protect Donald Trump, in order to compensate for all of his illegitimacy and lack of ability to actually and, do the job. And, and, and to seek revenge, which in revenge has been about everything he has done over the past week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything, I mean, so many things. I even think uh, to some degree, although he did it for his friends at the oil and gas industry, the taking of southern Utah for uh, drilling and mining was, uh, uh, well, I say, Utah, say, isn't that Mitt Romney's state? <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. you can you you can find retribution in just about everything Trump has done uh, since he uh, had that prayer breakfast. Yeah. Oh my God. And it, this is just uh, is one of those things where you have to wonder how Mitt Romney decides to stay in the Republican Party. I guess well, he, I guess he just figures that. Well, Trump will be gone one of these days, and we can kind of fix things after he's gone. I guess that's a reasonable he, way to look at it. But he still holds the same conservative views about uh, what they what Republicans used to believe about the budget, about uh, abortion, uh, those things. He remains Republican and conservative on. Uh, he knew he was committing career suicide when he did this. I don't think he wants to go to CPAC. I don't think he cares anymore. I don't think he has the stomach for this. No, but the other thing about Mitt Romney is sometimes I think he gets framed as being more conservative than he is. I mean, remember that this guy was the governor of Massachusetts of Father all of states. Health care. Father yeah, of yeah. Healthcare, yeah. Right, right. I mean, basically invented the Affordable Care Act before there was the right. Affordable Care Act. Uh, so. Right. In some ways, Mitt Romney is is very um, very accepting of traits that he doesn't really possess. So he's okay if people say, "Oh yeah, Mitt Romney is extremely conservative." You know, just like he said. Remember, he said I think it was in 2012. He said something to the effect of, "Oh, I am extraordinarily conservative" or something like that. But he's not really as conservative. Well, he just needs to not- be conservative to be in this Republican Party. Yeah, and to be elected senator in Utah, uh, as he said, he's voted with Trump eighty percent of the time. Yeah, that's his. And he, I believe, he agrees with those things. But I, I think it came a certain point that he knew he could not live with himself, or uh, did not want to be portrayed this way in history, and just decided he'd had enough. I don't think he yeah. cares about CPAC, and I say good for him. Well, we're going to talk about the Trump economy a little bit on the post-mortem show that's coming up right after this music is done playing. What we do is we keep on talking, and then we make that its own separate show, and that becomes the post-mortem show exclusively on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show, or, easier to remember, bobseskashow.com. That takes it right to our Patreon page where you can subscribe for $5 a month. You get two post-mortem shows a week on top of the, the two free shows or the three free shows a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, lots of uh, extra bonus content over on our Patreon page as Bob, well as our, our gigantic Bob community. Is, yeah. Bob is the hardest working man in podcasts. <laughs> I really, I have to try really hard in order to compensate for my shortcomings. All right, Buzz Burbank News and Comment coming up on Thursday. Best uh, hour of news you can hear all week. BuzzBurbank.com. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.